You're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I'll tell you something about television. It's getting scary. I was, I mean, it's getting scary. I was watching, uh, that's incredible. They had a guy on who caught a bullet between his teeth. I'm not making this up. Anybody see this guy? The guy catches, this is his act. He catches a bullet between his teeth. Number one, how do you learn to do this? Do they toss it to you a few times? What's, throw it at the guy. What's the warm up? Put it in the gun. Okay, Bill, this one's going to be coming a little bit faster now. But that's what it makes you have to do. You have to get your D involved. Your only play is to rim it out. Once you rim it out, you've got to get those D activated. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast, a podcast for the rubes, by the rubes, talking all things power trip. Bets and Quotes is hosted by Chuck, better known as Power Trip Bets. Why I love Chuck is that's exactly how I felt about the show, but I couldn't articulate it the way that he did. And Dave, the one and only Power Trip Quotes. Guy, he's going to get in there and just try to maul you. They were going to get an apartment together and see how things went, but settled on a podcast instead. Our legal disclaimer is simply that Lawyer Lambert probably likes us better than you, so good luck suing us. We hope you enjoy this episode, but if not, feel free to play Jax on 494. Well, 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 Dave, just when we thought the twins were left for dead, they are on a four-game winning streak, and Lou, uh, you you must be hard as a rock right now. Oh man, uh, I mean, he's probably ran out the batteries on his on his flip phone, uh, you know, checking for updates with all the runs they've been scoring lately. Oh yeah, and he and he's down with all the scuttlebutt. I mean, it's the scuttlebutt is all positives right now on a four-game winning streak. They actually yeah. look like they might know what they're doing for a little bit. We'll see how long this lasts because uh, traditionally the Twins have been good for a June swoon, and uh, if they do a June swoon <laughs> this year, uh, they might play themselves right out of the league. So, but it's positivity there, and it's positivity for our Minnesota Wild who forced a game seven tomorrow night in Las Vegas. Oh my God. Nothing better than a game seven and on a weekend and our favorite team. Uh, and it's not out at nine 30. I yeah. mean, it, it's all coming up wild right now. All we wanted was a chance. We have that chance. You know what they should do. The wild are two and oh, this year undefeated, when Mark Parrish does the color analyst uh, for Valley Sports North, I guess technically they're not on the game, but okay, NBC Sports Network put Mark Parrish on the color commentator spot, and we will win. Absolutely, yeah. Perry's Perry's a good luck charm for this team, and uh, I'm super invested in this game because not only did I bet on the uh, the Wild to win the series at plus one ninety. Uh, they will be on the road tomorrow, which means I will be betting the road team, and I'm personally invested wanting oh, to see yeah. the Wild win and move on to the next round. So, uh, yeah, I got uh, I got lots emotionally and financially riding on this game tomorrow night, so hopefully the Wild can get it done. And uh, speaking of that, uh, a quick update on my bet the road team strategy versus flip-flop. Um, so the bet the road team, uh, it's it's been middling, uh, to say the least. Uh, but it's far outpaced the flip-flop. The flip-flop has been a complete flop this year. It started off strong, and in fact, 
you know, at the at at the point where I make my decision which strategy I'm going to stick with for the rest of the playoffs, it was it was actually really close. And then we had that uh, that nice little four game sweep that the road teams did, and that put it over the top. And so I stuck with the road team. Flip flop, uh, it's it's losing uh, a lot of money right now. But um, yeah, my bet the road team. Uh, my ROI right now is one percent, meaning for every hundred dollars <laughs> I bet, I've made one American dollar. So uh, it's like a dollar an hour. <laughs> it is like a dollar an hour. Um, yeah, I've been on the road teams as well. Um, mostly just underdogs more than. We have a guy who gives us picks, but I've been I've aligned with you on the bet the road team a lot, and uh, we hit a big one today plus two hundred on Montreal in overtime. Oh my god, that goal! After they blew a three zero lead on a freaking two uh, two on O breakaway to uh, to win the game in overtime, that was uh, that was very uh, one of those yes, thank you very much. But yeah, uh, it's been interesting because usually the reason bet the road team is such a good strategy is when you win those games. You, you generally are getting good money, plus money um, a lot of times. And this year, road teams are currently 20 and 21. And of those 20 wins, 10 of the 20 times, the, the road team has actually been favored. So I have not been winning as much money when I do win. So, yeah, it's been middling. It's still profitable, but it's just uh, not not the bankroll that I need because this and the Wolves under are, like, the two things that, like, pay for the rest of my gambling losses throughout the year. So, Ugh, let's get going, road teams. Let's pick it yes, up here a little bit. It's coming, and it's coming with a big one tomorrow night. Especially the Wild. That's right. Go Wild. Well, we've got a fun show for you guys this evening. Of course, we'll do the bets update. We'll do the quotes of the week. And then in your thoughts, you think we're not going to talk about Michael from Duluth? Of course we're going to talk <laughs> about Michael from Duluth. A very memorable call segment that we had this week. Um, then we're going to get some readings from the Book of Meat Sauce, which we have not had in a while. And we'll do a bets and quotes quickie for you. Uh, turn back the clock a little bit. Then we'll do quotes notes. And that will do it for this week's show. So let's get started, as always, with a bets update. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. All right. Well, this week we had the PGA Championship, of course. And, uh, John Bonus was the big winner and kind of got screwed a little bit because three people tied for second place and the winner no longer gets the cut fees. So that ended up costing Bonus, you know, close to $300 uh, with two people tying and losing the cut fees uh, or with two extra people tying and losing the cut fees. So, uh, but I think Bonus was still happy with $1,000, even though he didn't watch it at all on Sunday. Would you <laughs> fail to watch a golf tournament that you could potentially win $1,000 on? Uh, no, but I guess I'm a golf fan. Like if it was, uh, you know, some boring baseball game that, but, but if I have money on anything, even like the Indy 500, I know nothing about it. I don't think any of the guys do except for maybe Lieber and Hawk and, uh, maybe, uh, Zach, but they're gambling on it. So it's, it's all eyeballs on the Indy 500. Absolutely. It'll probably be one of the most watched Indy 500s in Minnesota history. Now that the power trip has bet on it, because we've seen every time the power trip bets on something, uh, lots of rubes watch it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they've got that, uh, that going as well. Um, but we also had the PGA championship loser bet as well. Uh, the bet that I did last Friday on the bet segment. And, uh, this was this was kind of a little bit anticlimactic. In fact, it was almost over on day one because my thought was to give them golfers that would definitely make the cut so that we would have some sweat, you know, during the weekend. 
And Meat Sauce's dude nearly missed the cut. They moved the cut line all the way down to plus six, and he uh, he held on for that. Uh, so it was it was kind of, it wasn't it didn't have all the excitement that I had hoped for. But the funny thing of it was uh, Corey Cove's pick to be the worst golfer was Phil Mickelson, who won the whole <laughs> tournament, which caused several rubes. I got tweeted at multiple times that Corey should have to match the pot because his golfer won. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. Um, leave it to Corey. Although, I mean, he has he's really turned things around uh, this year for his power trip bets because he was he was down a lot, uh, but, you know, won the swimming bet. So he's kind of turning it around. But, uh, yeah, I think only Corey and uh, hockey would be have the capability of uh picking the the absolute winner when you want the the loser <laughs> yeah so uh, apparently meat sauce is really good at picking the losers so i think maybe we'll uh, we'll fire this up again for the u.s open here in a few weeks so uh uh, meanwhile, Sauce took the Lakers versus Corey and Rosie and the Suns in that um, in their series, which is a very bizarre series because the Lakers are the better team and they're favored, but the Suns are the have the home advantage, and it's just like the odds have been all over the board in Vegas, and it's it's a very very odd series. Currently tied one game to one. Uh, very interesting bet. Uh, I think. I think Sauce has the advantage, but man, it's just, it's a weird series. So uh, I don't know if you have any strong takes on Suns Lakers. Um, I, I mean, I, I was on the Suns in game two. I just saw a lot of value in plus two and a half, but uh, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I like LeBron to get, you know, win in the playoffs, you know, uh, man, I have a tough time. I mean, obviously the Suns are pretty deep and they have the leadership of Chris Paul, which I think he is questionable for game three. But um, if it's just straight up, I guess I'm going Lakers, but uh, I'd take some plus money with the Suns. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, just an answer. It's weird to see series prices move as much as that one did as well. So um, we did mention the Indy 500. The interesting note about the Indy 500 bet is that is what put them over the top of the all-time one-year <laughs> handle record. So, yeah, they... Uh, they they set that on Wednesday props to them. Uh, they've still got, you know, seven months to extend that record. Uh, Corey's road to 50K is definitely reality. They're currently on pace for over $61,000 as we speak. And we've still got a couple golf majors. We've got all the football season. Uh, yeah, they're... They're kicking butt and taking names in terms of the betting category. And we almost got to the point this week. We were very, very close. Now, last week, they, they did something unique, which was gamble on gambling on when Minnesota would legalize <laughs> sports betting. They nearly bet on whether or not Rosen would actually pay bonus for the golf bet. So <laughs> we also nearly had a bet on whether or not somebody would pay for a bet. So uh, <laughs> we're setting all kinds of uh, records and firsts here with the, yes. uh, with the old power trip bets. And speaking of firsts, you were featured on last Friday's show, Chuck. Um, that was really fun to hear your voice on Friday morning. Uh, how'd it go? It went good. It was just, you know, it, it felt really actually natural just doing it because, you know, the, so well. the the guys are uh, <laughs> all those guys like to gamble. And so it's just, you know, fun to fun to just sit there and, and talk betting and gambling and 
everything. And then, of course, Sauce pulls out the question. He's like, is this the first time a seven seed has ever been favored? And I'm like, I have not done that research. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, don't put me on the spot like that. But no, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And I'm glad they took the first bet that, uh, that I threw out there and uh, agreed to it and did it. Because uh, I get the sense that Corey might not be uh, up for every single bet that I ever throw out. But um, I also feel like Hockey and Sauce will probably bet on it no matter what I throw out. And I think I have something fun. You guys will hear this after the uh, after the bet for tomorrow. But I think I have something really fun for tomorrow's uh, bet of the week. So uh, yeah, lots of fun. Um, so appreciative of uh, of hockey for for setting that up, and of course for uh, doing the quotes of the week with you as well. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's been fun, and um, appreciate the uh, the opportunity to uh, to interact a little bit more. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like they need any more encouragement to gamble, right? exactly yes you uh you definitely push all the gambling buttons for the power trip (laughs) that's for sure all right well that will do it for the bets update it's time for the quotes of the week and now it's time for the quotes of the week i'd let brett fart be on me sure ted bundy's been to the rose bowl more recently than the than the gophers (laughs) Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. Bang and lung darts whale. All right, friends, it is time to get to the quotes of the week. And it was a very strong week for quotes here in uh, Power Trip Nation. But we'll start at number three with now he's in Vegas for game seven. It's Zach Alverson. It does change the uh, tone a little bit when you realize that when you find out that it's about a stalker. No one will ever care about you more than your stalker. (laughs) 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 That was brilliant. Oh, man. I mean, that's like a tattoo quote there. You know, or or a T-shirt just with block letters. Oh man, that is uh, that was strong for Mr. Halverson. There's there's so many layers to that because you know it's uh, 100% true. They're playing it during that song, and you know, of all the people on the power trip, the one most likely to actually be a stalker, I think I'd vote for Zach. <laughs> I mean, respectfully, uh, yeah, he would definitely be in the top two candidates. <laughs> Out of respect, right? <laughs> Out of respect. All right. Well, let's move to number two, and it is bucket list Kevin Fallness. I'm just that's what I said. I'm disappointed for both of us. Micheletti, sorry, Micheletti disagrees with you, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Micheletti can find something sharp and fall on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. Shun, that's what Zach's planning on doing uh, in Vegas after the game. Oh, Chris Hockey with the assist of the year so far. Wow, that was good. Oh my gosh, that was uh, that, that was a great drop. I love that they had Abbott and Fullness on the uh, on the phones today for Zach's whole little uh, jaunt here to Plus. Vegas. But yeah, that was that was a brilliant line, uh, viewing the uh, the hatred of uh, Micheletti and Fullness over their uh, fan line incident. 
Yeah. And I did catch Abbott say that uh, I think Hawk asked him, you know, there's some big rivalries and, you know, some beef going on at KFN right now. Um, but he did say that he would take Nicoletti versus Fallness over Meat Sauce and Helvy right now, which is saying a lot. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a massive heavyweight. And uh, that's a it's a preview of uh, Michael from Duluth later uh, about the uh, different battles <laughs> that we set up here. <laughs> Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, the only one that could beat Kevin this week is Paul PXG's Lambert. So, yeah, I went to New York City once, but I didn't go to Manhattan. I didn't go to Times Square. I didn't see the Statue of Liberty, but I was loved New York City, though. Loved it. Yeah, you loved didn't it. I didn't of those things? No, I didn't go to but any of the places know? that matter. But the difference between you and I is the one I went with likes being in bed with me. <laughs> love the parish gut laugh that's outside of the hockey hick laugh the parish gut laugh is one of the be- one of the best uh, especially now that brianne's gone and bonus isn't there so oh for sure yeah there's like three people it, they have a different inflection when they laugh Corey definitely has a distinct um higher laugh mm-hmm. and, and deeper laugh uh hawk obviously has the hee-haw hawk laugh and um uh, Oh, I'm forgetting the third one, but there's just you can just tell when you hit them right, you know, and and Parrish's deep laugh as well. It's like it's just big triggers, you know, as my brain over like the last six years has been trained to, you know, decipher all this funny things and, you know, tweet out the funniest lines and stuff. It's just it's funny how you catch little triggers. And uh, yeah, that definitely triggered uh, uh, the quote of the week this week. Yeah, and Parrish is also a long laugher. Like, like some people, yes. just, they'll laugh hard for a few seconds. Or, Parrish will laugh for, like, 15 seconds straight. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Yes. And there are your quotes of the week. It's time for the weekly segment of Your Thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. I debated whether to put this one first or to put it last, but uh, we got to lead with it. Uh, Michael from Duluth called in on Wednesday. Now, this we mentioned before, this was kind of the whole, you know, uh, who who should battle. And um, they were were trying to decide whether or not Faulness or Micheletti had actually won the argument and everything. And uh, so they, they, they were tied two to two in studio. So they did what they rarely do, and they took calls. And... uh, it was uh, the the beauty of calls is most of the time it's a train wreck, but lots of times it's gold. And either way, it kind of makes you laugh a little bit. So we got introduced to Michael from Duluth. <laughs> uh, good morning. What's your name? Uh, Michael from Duluth. Hi, Michael. Hi, How Michael, are you? You know hockey, don't you? Yeah, you know hockey. I, uh, oh, I totally know hockey, and and that's why it's this is just a totally organic question and i hate to bring it up even uh but is there on initials what? is there a way i can is there a way <laughs> i can play that with myself in the basement yeah you could uh, thank you for bringing that up michael Man, that's yeah, so yeah, organic how that happened you wow. can get the game uh, initials at initialsgame.com you can actually play it in duluth we can ship it to duluth wow. initialsgame.com i'm what so glad question. you know i had no intentions of bringing that up i was talking about hockey but i'm so glad that you brought that up dude thanks I was talking to hockey. I was wondering if he had any uh, comments on being able to play with myself in the basement. Oh, brilliant. Um, Michael's funny. <laughs> could... Oh, my gosh. Now, my first thought when I heard him 
Is it, it to me if if Pat Micheletti were to call in and try and disguise his voice, that's what Michael sounded like to me. He just sounded a little <laughs> bit like Micheletti himself calling in and trying to disguise his voice as some Michael from Duluth. Yeah, you know it. Ninety nine point nine percent chance wasn't, but uh, <laughs> I can hear that in his voice a little bit. But oh my god, I mean, what a start to a phone call. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah. <laughs> it's like. You know, and sometimes my radar's up, like, so a lot of times the calls are, so, like, they very rarely take calls unless it's uh, Steve from Rosemont for to vote on Duel of the Decades. Right. Um, but, like, it seems like almost, it hits at, like, a 60 to 75% clip that the caller's just absolutely outstanding and just ready to go, and it's just hilarious and gets the bit. It's like... I, I love it when they take calls, but it's probably because they only take them so few and far between uh, that they're so good. Yeah, and my radar was massively up because I thought for sure that it was like some kind of an inside job, like a Ryan Donaldson or somebody calling because his his voice just sounds like he's like faking his voice or something. It doesn't sound like his own voice. It sounds like he's trying to have, project some kind of a different voice or something. And of course he's being funny and everything. And I'm thinking, you know, is this, is this really an actual Rube calling in? But I am pretty sure it was. And uh, we found out even more about Michael from Duluth in call in the second part of this call. Could we just get them in a pit together with uh, Zach and sauce and Ooh. have them fight it out to see Thank who him. would win? See, no, this is yeah. really good. You We're guys clearly tag teams, but you guys clearly have a budding rivalry, yeah. right? Micheletti yeah. and, and Fallens would love to probably box. You guys should probably fight. We just need, a true card has three solid fights, right? What about Barrero and anyone who works here? <laughs> oh, Barrero and Common. That'd be great. I'd pay to watch that. Sure. That that would have to be the headliner. Have though. we come yeah. up with a winner though? Listen. No, he's just I talking. I apologize for I'm, I want to apologize for bringing down the show. I'm not allowed out in public much, and this is pretty exciting for me. <laughs> Michael's fun. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. Michael's genius. Was what was that? I don't know. That was good. Oh. oh, the title of the podcast is now Michael. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. That that's one of the that's one of the most brilliant call in lines in the history of the show is like oh. I'm not allowed out in public much, so this is pretty exciting for me. <laughs> I'm literally and and I did the first time too. I was literally wiping away tears. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. That is uh, so freaking that. brilliant. I, oh my god, that was so funny. And much like the whole Ryan Carter billet mom thing, now I have like dozens more questions that are unresolved <laughs> after that line. But uh, uh, it's kind of like it, it reminds me of The Hangover when they uh, they pull up. Um, in front of the school and Alan says, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be within 500 feet of a school. And it's like, yeah. uh, once again, lots of questions we don't get answers to. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Michael, if you are somehow listening to this podcast uh, message, I want to follow Michael. If he's that good randomly for whatever, two and a half minutes on the power <laughs> trip as a random caller, I need to follow his content on Twitter. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's just, yeah, lots of questions out there. So, uh, so he's not a lot out in public, so, uh, we probably won't see him at any event. So yeah, we're going to have to like follow him on Twitter or something to, uh, to be able to interact with Michael. 
Well, uh, Michael never did give them an answer to the whole Falness versus Micheletti thing. So ultimately, they had to take another call, and this is why oh, we don't take calls. Like how we take, and Duluth. We take one call about every six months, yeah. and uh, that guy did made it worth vote? it. Did he vote? No, he didn't vote. We still <laughs> no. don't have a winner, no, but I'm true. afraid to go back to the phones. That's a good point. Yeah, we didn't vote. We didn't let him vote because he just organically brought up initials. <laughs> then made it sound like his home life sucks. <laughs> Not allowed out. I want to know why he's not allowed out in public. I, I don't know. know why he plays with himself in the basement. <laughs> no, I, they, they, they think they're related. They, yeah, they might both <laughs> yeah. be wife related. It's time for Fan Five, brought to you by Builders and Remodelers. Hey, thanks, Builders thanks, and Remodelers. Builders Remodelers. All right, I guess this person gets to vote. Then, what's your name? Hey, Hello? who this? Greg with a G. Greg with a what G. What up, Greg? Hi, Greg. Uh, Greg, who won the uh, the fan line argument between Micheletti and Fallness? Well, before we get to that, I have an idea for the third bout. Oh, this is even better. Yeah. Go ahead. I think the third bout should be between Corey and his homosexual tendencies. Hmm. Oh, Interesting. man. Oh, wow. I mean, uh... <laughs> what the hell I don't know. You wonder why we don't take calls, <laughs> you don't you? You wonder why we don't take calls. Oh, my. Uh, I love that Chris's reaction to, to both calls was, what the hell is going on? <laughs> who... Who would say that? Like... I know, and you, you have to wonder. I mean, like... You wonder if he called in with, like, that that was going to be his bid, if he ever got to call into the power trip that he was going to drop some Corey line, or, you know, if he just thought of that on the spur of the moment or what. But, uh, yeah, very uh, very odd choice for a, for a call-in. And we probably won't get another call-in until the end of the year. No. Uh, yeah. Way to ruin it for us, Steve. <laughs> what is – that's the first Greg that's a total Steve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do we count how many G's he had in his name? <laughs> I, That's I all I'm saying. I guarantee you there's three G's in that, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that will do it for the uh, for hearing from Michael from Duluth. Uh, very fun, very entertaining, and we're glad Michael called in. And maybe they'll give him a hotline number if he's uh, if he's going to be that entertaining. So, all right. Well, it's time. It's been a long time since we've had a reading from the Book of Meat Sauce. So Dave, take it away. Our first reading is from the chapter titled, Things Marlar and Garlar's Family Do. June 2, 2020. Paul's uncle Peter is the father of Marlar and Garlar. But this is not Pete Sauce, as Paul has two uncles named Peter. His new thing is hiking a particular trail, and his goal is to hike the entire thing. He goes home when he's done. Peter lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He walks the trail in pieces. Paul does not know what trail it is, but thinks it might be the Appalachian Trail. Paul's brother stupid ass, David later corrected Paul, saying that it's a trail in Wisconsin, not the Appalachian Trail. What a dumbass. All right, well, yeah, that was some uh, some riveting stuff there, Chuck. I don't, I don't know if you <laughs> you gained any knowledge from those things. Um, yeah, I, all I know is Garlar and Marlar tend to hang out in uh, Wisconsin, and despite what Meatsaw says, it's not sweet. No, it is not sweet. Just a lot of four-wheelers and, uh, you know, Metallica stickers on people's trappers. And Avery family reunions. Yes, that's uh, more than enough for me. Our second reading is from the chapter titled, Animals That Sauce's Friends Have, from January 12, 2021. Smitty Oom had a pet lizard named Elliot, spelled E-L-L-O-T-T. Yes, it's spelled that way, because Smitty used to smoke a lot of weed. Elliot was a bearded dragon, and was off white and lime green in color. 
According to Paul, it was a quote, full on lizard. Smitty got Elliot in his early 20s. The lizard did not smell good. On Smitty's 21st birthday, September 14th, he got super hammered and took the heat lamp off, put it on the ground, and it burned a hole in the carpet. Smitty ended up giving Elliot away to a pet rescue place. Hopefully, Elliot is still slithering around somewhere to this day. Yeah, uh, Chuck, I don't know how you spell Elliot, but uh, I definitely don't spell it like that. Uh, no, I think uh, <laughs> I definitely think that speaks to Spitty Um being high a whole lot. Um, yeah, uh, very very odd set of circumstances there. Uh, we we you know again more questions than answers. Uh, what what happened to the what happened to the rug? I mean, because that rug really tied the room together. So uh, did he it have really to go? Did. Go get a new rug. Did he have to go see Mr. Lebowski about a new rug? Uh, we just we we don't know, and we really don't know what happened to the lizard ultimately, other than it was just uh, presumably rehomed. But could have could have gone a lot of different directions with that. So um, uh, yeah, just lo- lots of lots more questions than answers. <laughs> oh yes, uh, it, it is a long chapter in uh, animal <laughs> sauces friends have. So uh, it's it's right up there with the snake story. Oh my God. <laughs> I love hearing that one. Today's final reading is from the chapter titled, Movie Sauce Has Spoiled for His Dumb Friends. From July 30, 2020, Paul's good buddy Smitty Oom saw The Blair Witch Project two weeks before Paul, David, and the big captain saw it. Paul didn't want to go see it, so he asked Smitty to tell him what happened in the movie. Paul, David, and the big captain all went to see the movie together. During the film, Paul talked the entire time, and spoiled the ending for David and Big Captain. Since that date, the Big Captain has never seen a movie with Paul again. Good thing Paul has his Zogsley. <laughs> well, uh, um, I, I have to think Paul would be one of the most interesting people to go to a movie with, because if it, <laughs> especially if it was a bad movie, because I have to believe he would be making lots of comments throughout the film if he was uh, <laughs> not happy with the movie. So, uh, although you know, he, he would definitely be somebody good to go with if it was a, a, a funny movie as well, because we've heard lots of stories about uh, him and hockey. Uh, he hawing at some films as well and emotional films like you know sex in the city too he, you know he, right. was, he was there for hawk and was able to you know hand him tissues and whatever hawk needed to get through sex in the city too right i mean i mean that is one of the most uh you know sad and you know breathtaking <laughs> movies of all time is sex in the city too so uh you know no no blame in hawk for that i mean you gotta shed a little man tears every once in a while and why not do it in a movie theater of course it's a safe zone all right well that has been the reading from the book of meat sauce all right well we'll close your thoughts tonight with a uh, a bets and quotes quickie uh th- there's really no context to this this just really came from out of nowhere which i think is why it struck me as so damn funny um, basically the only context is that they were talking about Michael Winslow, the guy that does all the voices on the police Academy movies. And now it's time for a bets and quotes quickie, also known as a meat sauce. I just want more Michael Winslow. <laughs> we beat. <laughs> we beat. That's, that's a group I go to. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like Alcoholics Anonymous? Hi, Paul, and I six times today. Hi, Paul. We meet. That's what we all say. Like every group has its own, you know, saying. Ours is just, 
we beat. Shouldn't, shouldn't the mantra be to not do that? Why are you? Yeah, but if you slow it down, it says we need to stop that. But it's just we beat constantly. If you slow it down, it's a full sentence. We beat. Hey, everybody. Mark Rosen's on the phone. He's on his way in. <laughs> and then you're just your wee beat. Well, that's the thing is, if he just kills he's himself, he's not going to see you at the meeting. He's the founding member. The founding father of wee beat. Wee beat. Uh, State and Fair T-shirt. this has been Vikings News. Oh, boy. Sorry, Chad. He so, he sounded like he was doing a, a rate that impression of a, a French frog. Weebit, weebit, weebit. Oh, it just uh, struck me. I'm just picturing a group of uh, recovering masturbators sitting around going weebit, weebit. <laughs> yes, nice to meet you, weebit, <laughs> weebit. Uh, so yes, that was your uh, your bats and quotes quickie for the week. All right, well, it's time to do some quotes notes. So we're going to recycle and open, but we have a very, very special quotes notes open that we're working on uh, for a couple weeks down the road that is solely for the purpose of Chris Hockey. So, uh, yes. so enjoy the rerun for now and then look forward to the Chris Hockey open in a couple of weeks. Yo tango no gatos. Last night I ate some pizza bagels. Tough call, I also like mini corn dogs, but hands on chicken nuggets taste better. When they are shaped like little dinosaurs. No fucking sports to watch or shit to gamble on. I've completely lost my mind. It is time for quotes notes. What video games will I play? Or will I just get high? Which brand of seltzer will I buy? It is quotes notes time. All right, Dave, what do you got for us this week? All right, uh, Bats, first off, you nailed your first appearance on the show. Um, was very proud of you. I'd say I would be like a proud parent, but uh, I'm definitely like your your step uh, nephew. So uh, <laughs> I was I was very proud of you. You did very well. Uh, you're very kind, and uh, thanks to everybody that reached out and um, gave me kind words and stuff like that. It's uh, just fun to fun to interact. So uh, I enjoy it. Thanks. Um, next up, uh, the video of Creasel's uh, speech standing up uh, in the Minnesota House of Representatives. Um, for uh, gay marriage as a conservative Republican. Uh, I'd never, I never, I kind of sort of remember uh, that, but I can't remember the actual speech itself and watching it back, very powerful and uh, just yet another reason why John Creasel is one of the best human beings on planet Earth. Yeah, he's a good dude. And like I say, it's always about the issues and like, you know, that's why I try not to get too hung up on political parties. It's, just about issues. And that's one of the things I love about John is he's able to, you know, see, um, you know, not necessarily always align with his party and um, just see different sides of, of issues and just, you know, agree to disagree at times and move on. So yeah, he's, uh, he's awesome. We love him. 
For sure. Yep. Uh, I mean, someone who can get us a new stadium, um, you know, e pull tabs. Uh, you know, he still needs to work on legalized sports gambling, but uh, I think he's. Uh, I'd like to see him make another run in politics, to be honest. Oh, I definitely would. I, I think he's he's absolutely the the perfect kind of person. He's just he's very honest and straightforward, and it's, he's there's not a lot of like games and stuff that uh, he he plays. I mean, it's just like this is how I feel. This is how I see this issue, and there you go. So, can you imagine how much like the power trip like fan base would stuff the ballot box for Creasel? Oh, absolutely. There, you know, if Creasel was governor, there'd be a lot of box stuffing going on. <laughs> Hi-yo. That was good. <laughs> um, next up, uh, very random, but uh, I need to go to Yang Z. I think they were talking oh, about yes. uh, Hawk brought it up the other day. Now, that is totally my jam and one of my favorite uh, favorite foods. And I, I can't believe – I mean, I guess I don't go to St. Louis Park all the time, but uh, it's on my list to try. Uh, it will be my next going out meal. Yes, the uh, prince of Yangtze is Aaron Gleeman, and he talks about it constantly and <laughs> tweets about it a lot. And um, yeah, I just I have to get there someday. I just uh, just hearing him describe some of the plates and dishes and everything, I'm like, oh my god, that's that is right up my alley. Yes, oh, it sounds really good right now. Um, next up, uh, hockey is killing it in initials. Yet again, I think I've brought this up the last few weeks, but if he keeps winning, I'll keep bringing it up. Held off AJ came came back from behind in overtime to win a flair for the dramatic Chris Hockey. Yeah, he's been killing it. He he's so funny because he'll get on these rolls and he'll dominate for a couple of months and then for whatever reason he just loses it. And it's it's interesting because you know he'll he'll say himself like during some games he'll be like I got nothing I've just got nothing and then other times it's like he just can't be stopped and. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's on a tear right now. We'll see how long it uh, holds for him. Yep, uh, it, somebody's pushing AJ, and we uh, we called for Sauce, but maybe Hawk is our hero. <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, next up, uh, semi-pro, absolutely whales. I mean, it, I feel like Will Ferrell is just like uh, Adam Sandler back in the '90s. He's got so many jams, so many you know, hilarious Anchorman, and uh, I mean the ice skating one, uh, old school. She's got so many good movies, but I feel like Semi Pro is by far the most underrated of all of them. Yeah, you know, and that's one of them that I just I missed somehow in the whole lineage of all the Will Ferrell movies because that that is right up my alley. Like I love like just about every single Will Ferrell movie. Like Old School being probably my favorite of all of them. But yeah, for some reason um, that one just kind of slipped through the cracks for me. So I'll have to I'll have to watch oh. it despite Meat Sauce's review. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's definitely worth your time and probably a good you know long holiday weekend. Um, sit down and laugh and enjoy and, and take a break from winning hockey bets. Yes. Um, next up, uh, I know it's his opinion, and uh, but Tommy is just absolutely wrong. Uh, today he said that this, he likes the sound of Firehouse more than he likes the sound of Nirvana. I feel like if you say that in the wrong country, like you can get your ears <laughs> clipped off. <laughs> Um, first of all, I will defend Firehouse to the oh, to, to the I end mean, to okay. the end of the earth. But 
I will say I will it, it it depends for me it definitely depends on the Nirvana song because I'm not one of these you know people that like oh my god it's a Nirvana song it's the greatest thing ever there's a lot there's a lot of Nirvana songs that are just average at best but they uh, they also have some all time clippers and I would say the best of the best of Nirvana is better than the best of the best of Firehouse uh, if I'm being completely, uh, yeah. completely honest about it but. Uh, no, God, Firehouse has a huge place in my heart. In fact, you know, hockey, we were talking about that uh, during my appearance last Friday, that uh, Warrant and Firehouse was one of the very first it was concerts I ever went to and nearly turned into a Firehouse with the pyrotechnics. But, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, yes, I love Firehouse. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 will, I will give you that overall Nirvana is better. Yeah, and, and I think – I mean, I guess I don't mind the sound of Firehouse. What was that song that they were playing today? Love of a Lifetime. That's what Chris yeah. sang Dude, I, on I've Star Search. I've literally been, I've literally been singing that song all day. Yes, I mean that that that's a legendary song in Power Trip history. So anybody that's mocking Firehouse, if you're mocking Firehouse, you're yeah. mocking Chris Hockey. I'm not. I just, I just think. I mean, if we're talking comparing them, it, it's kind of like the. 311 uh beatles comparison um, <laughs> we'll move on um it was great to hear from drunk guardsy again <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was one of my most that was one of my favorite uh just random bits i think it was like two or three years ago hawk just put guardsy's voice at like half speed and just recorded like three <laughs> like random lines it's like whoa drunk guardsy what are you doing here <laughs> It's always fun for a laugh every once in a while. Just yeah. like literally any podcast you listen to, the Power Trip or any podcast you listen to, just play it at half speed, and it's just funny for like two minutes to listen to him sound completely hammered. It's just hilarious. It's such a such a dumb like theater of the mind, but like absolutely hilarious. I love little things like that. Um, I also had another thing I loved uh, that Hawk started doing this week was the addiction of. The addition of the DMX saying "What?" On the <laughs> that is bar. good. <laughs> um, I, I'm a sucker for some DMX, and uh, what a what a great way to honor uh, DMX's passing this year um, by putting him on the button bar on the Power Trip Morning Show. Yeah, you know, because it's funny. Ever since a mighty wind came out, like I I had been saying, "Hey, what happened?" for a long time because I I thought that was so damn funny and I love that movie. And then it was it was so cool that they uh, that they finally adopted it on the button bar. But uh, I I have to say, just the what from DMX I think is even funnier than "Hey, what happened?" So uh, yeah, uh-huh. hopefully that will become a staple for a long time because like, you could use it. <laughs> For, there's so many things that get said every single day that you can drop the what right well and it's kind of like the um little john where it's what and yeah and okay <laughs> but uh you know dmx just hits a little harder yeah um next up uh i think <laughs> okay so i'm saying this because rosie does not listen to this podcast but he doesn't I think that Rosie thinks that all these power trip bets are made with imaginary money. I think he <laughs> legit believes in his heart that uh, mo- the money portion of this is just make believe. Like this is just a radio bet. It's like, oh, great bet. Like, oh, that was great. Well, first of all, and I and I will say this. I think I've said this before, but if the IRS ever calls me to testify in court about anything. As far as I know, no money has ever changed hands. So that I'll start with that. To me, 
you know, I, yes, I'm tracking these bets, but as far as I know, I I personally have never seen any money change hands. So uh, yeah, you I can't... don't think anybody has seen Rosie <laughs> change money with anybody's hand. I but, mean, but the thing is, but you know, for for the context of of this conversation with Rosie, uh, then how does he explain when people hand him? How did he explain right. when Corey hands him a hundred dollars for the whole Prince halftime shenanigans that Rosie pulled? Uh, like how how does he then think the money isn't real? Yeah, I, I mean, kind of putting me in a box there, uh, which I'm not comfortable <laughs> in. But um, cash those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, maybe we need to start another Power Trip account. Well, you I know, had... here we go. This is the 47th one we've given out. Uh, that's been a you know a big hit is uh, uh, Power Trip Bets Collection Agency. Well, I mean, and, and two things here. I mean, number one. Uh, I thought Lerald Flapjack, the uh, Lerald Flapjack Twitter account, was, in spot, was responsible for enforcement and was going to, you know, uh, issue invoices to these people that aren't paying. And number two, you know, a, a sneaky idea that, that I had is that, you know, they trust me. You know, I've been I've been doing this long enough. Yes. I think I built up a trust level that, you know, everybody, you know, prior to like a big golf major bet or an Indy 500 bet, they could all Venmo me. I would hold the money and then yep. I would pay the winner, whoever the winner is when I declare the winner minus a 1% fee, of course. Uh, but yeah, I think that would be a way to, uh, to, uh, you know, make sure that everybody's paid up front, kind of like what you do in a lot of fantasy football leagues. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, they know that you're a trustworthy regular guy. It's not like you're going to, you know, con them out of some money. Um, but I think that that's, I mean, just like us placing bets on our phones, you know, through, uh, or, you know, make believe money with, through offshore websites. Um, you know, if you want to make a bet, you got to put the money down before the game starts. <laughs> um, yep. that's just how it works. So what, what are these offshore web sports books you speak of? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I I'm just making up stories now. <laughs> just making up words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, time for three more. Um, on Wednesday, Mark and Marnie were singing Elvira, <laughs> and um, you know they were asking and and I will say Parrish did have some good umbapas, but uh, I just like to showcase my umbapas oh, once, God. um, and then we can go through yours, Chuck. Okay, I'll say giddy up and then I'll go right into you, Chuck. Ready? Giddy up. Oh, yeah. Those are some low notes. Maybe that should be the close notes open. Just us going back and forth, riffing. My, I, oh, my wife and I die laughing because uh, I... To me, that guy in the Ogres Boys is like one of the, he has to be one of the most annoying people on the face of the earth because every song that they ever did, they had to work in some little bit so he could do the with a really deep voice. And it's like, oh my god, and like, and it's like his bit, right? That's like his whole like he's not a good singer. I mean, no. he, just, he just could do that low part or whatever. And oh my god, every time I hear that song, it just cracks me up because I'm, I'm just picturing that like he's the guy that like you know you go to a party. And like everybody's, oh look, Bob's here. Hey Bob, do the Mau Mau thing. Mau Mau. You know, it, it's like it's, it's one bit in life. <laughs> I just, yeah, he is. A, he is a specialist. Oh, you know, he, he's a he's a placeholder. <laughs> it's a good song. It, it, it's an interesting song. I used to work when I uh, when I worked at three. I worked at three M during the summers when I was in college. 
and uh, I worked with this woman named Elvira. And um, so, of course, everybody uh, would sing uh, Elvira, Elvira, Elvira. (laughs) and uh, she hated it. And all I will say is that's where I first learned, uh, don't encourage it. (laughs) Yes. A very, a very wise man once said that. Uh, Okay. Uh, Happy, happy Asian Pacific Heritage Month to Ben Lieber. Um, You know, he is, he is one of my... He's on my top ten list of Asian uh, slash uh, Pacific Heritage people, um, and yeah, Happy Asian Pacific Heritage Month, Ben Lieber. Yeah, my company actually uh, does a good job of recognizing that, and they uh, send out lots of information about it. So yeah, that's uh, that's really cool. All right, and last one, Chuck. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but today or tomorrow is a very special date in Bets and Quotes history. Oh, is it like our three-year anniversary or something? It is. Okay. Uh, on on that date, uh, three years ago now, um, we started this little podcast. Uh, happy anniversary, buddy. It's been a lot of fun talking uh, about our favorite radio show with a stranger um, who now I talk and text with more than my fiance. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's... It's been a fun ride. I can't believe I can't believe we haven't quit by now. I mean, now we have some momentum finally, but there were some uh, <laughs> there were some dark ages in there. <laughs> oh yeah, God, I can't believe this train wreck has been going on for three years, honestly. But uh, <laughs> no, it's we um... survived the pandemic. This podcast is is vaxxed up and uh we're thriving now well absolutely like it's it's so funny too because we always talk about like you and i would probably just do this podcast even if literally the only person that listened to it was drunk john creasel we would still probably do this for an audience of one because uh yeah it's just uh it's just fun to talk about the power trip and uh revisit some stuff and there's stuff you bring up all the time that i'm like oh yeah i didn't even you know like i i barely remember that from this week or something and yeah it's just uh it's, it's fun to do and fun to revisit some stuff and of course play old audio clips and all that so yes it's been a a fun three years thank you for uh i remember it because i do remember how it all started too because it was like right after the uh the winter olympics when the usa men's curling team won gold and i was like tell me if this is a great idea or a hideous idea but we should do a (laughs) podcast and yeah uh, some reason you said yes and some reason we're still here today yeah and uh you know I was probably uh, 14 sheets to the wind um, at, up at up at 5:15 in the morning, you know, cheering on uh, Tyler and all of the guys. Uh, and I remember texting you too, or I like messaged you. I was like, "Did you really have them at at you know 14 <laughs> to one or you know plus 1400 to win in curling? Like, this is a guy I can you know relate with if he's going to gamble on this obscure of stuff. Like, hell yeah." I'm in. of course all right well very good well um good deal uh we actually will be off next week because um i am traveling to minnesota yay for the first time in uh since october i'm actually getting up to minnesota and i get to travel through the great state of iowa which used to be uh said sarcastically and now it is said very seriously because uh they have mobile gambling so i will actually be able to access my william hill account for the first time i don't even remember how much money is in it but i have some money in there so uh i'll get to uh get to wager that away while i drive through iowa is the wolves over under ticket on there uh, they're not up yet so uh (laughs) unfortunately i can't get that but no the uh, the one that i won this year that was actually a different account so i don't i think no maybe i had no 
I had two different Wolves under over under bets, but I don't think either one was the William Hill account. So anyway, we'll find out. See, that, that, that's the beauty of having an account that you don't access all the time either is you forget what's in there. So it'll be a nice little like Christmas surprise when I open that thing up. So Kind of like AMC in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's another beautiful surprise. All right. Well, um, and, and of course, the reason I'm coming up to Minnesota is for the Hammer Lambert Open. Um, so hopefully we'll... We'll see some, uh, I know um, some of our listeners are going to be out there for that. Um, it'll be fun. Uh, we actually have one listener that's going to be on our team as well. Shout out Ryan. Um, can't wait for, uh, can't wait for that. Um, but Dave, what are, uh, what are you most looking forward to at the old Hammer Lambert Open? Well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, local celebrities and, uh, and some rubes out there. So, you know, getting out and playing golf and not having to work on a Monday and, uh, you know, I, I think I think we got a chance to uh, compete in this tournament as well. I, I've never played golf with either of the three uh, other members of our team, but uh, you never know. I, I played the course once. I got to play it uh, last summer, um, so I got a little you know local knowledge. Maybe I can uh, take one of the caddies out for uh, <laughs> you know bucket of beer for game seven and he can give me some you know some the greens book or the pin sheet or something like that but um yeah no i, I it's going to be a great time and uh benefiting a, a even greater cause um i know paul obviously has a, a very personal connection uh to the hammer house with his sister kelly um and yeah i think it's i'm just really excited it's been circled on the calendar for a long time yeah, absolutely. It should be a whole lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing the course and um, just uh, meeting some uh, some people that I know. I'm gonna. There's a couple of people I'm gonna get to meet for the first time in person, which is really cool. It's always like one of the one of the sad things about not living in Minnesota, but one of the cool things too, because like when there's events and stuff like that, it's like I get to look forward to meeting some new people finally and putting some faces to some Twitter accounts. So uh, yeah, I can't. Can't wait for that, and can't wait for the silent auction either. I have, um, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna take a little bit of cash and pray that Chris Hockey isn't there so that I can actually win something. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for that too to see what items they have. Um, it's always, always good to have a silent auction at a golf tournament. I usually leave with something, so uh, it should be <laughs> fun. So. All right, so yeah, we'll be off next week for that. We'll be back in two weeks to uh, to recap that and see what the hell else is going on in the world of the power trip. But in the meantime, Dave, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Power Trip Quotes. I'm of course at Power Trip Bets and PT Bets on Insta. So thanks for listening, guys, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Thank you for listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Be sure to give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you think we're hideous, please lie. We've been